0: Jerry Grimick, uh, formally you are the uh, Vice President of Client Services at uh, LMA Communications, a boutique PR and digital agency. But informally, you're like me. You're a crazy little European guy who likes to travel, loves people, and wants everyone to have, uh, you know, everyone to live their best life. True or false?
1: True. 100% true. (laughs)
0: thank you so much for taking the time today to join me on the fact Up podcast good sir i appreciate your time
1: oh brother thank you man it's always great to chat with you and connect with people from the travel industry because i can't see you face to face for the next little while so this helps a lot for me to sort of break out of the mold and be happy we are total extroverts we're out there We're, we're happy to be out we're happy to meet new people uh, we, we're not shy, for sure, which is great. And that, right. that's what helps out sometimes. It can get right. us in trouble, but sometimes it helps out.
0: <laughs> that's exactly it. And being an extrovert at this time, it's 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 a little tough because you can't be extroverted.
1: <laughs> right? No, you're right. We're, we're basically, the roles have reversed. We're the introverts now. But And and you know what? And, and it's hard to, to think like that. When you're traveling a lot of the time and you're, whether you're going to the office, you're going out, even going to the store used to be such a simple thing. It's just it's been topsy turvy. It's it's mixed up right now. So you get that travel bug. You get that itch that I, I need to be out.
0: You know, for years we'd been we'd be running into each other at events passively, <laughs> until one day, you know, the gods kind of forced our paths to cross, and we were at a loss, and and you know at a, why we could, you know didn't connect sooner. Yeah. Um. You know, you you handle you know professionally. You handle a lot of tourism accounts from Canada, uh. You know, Dominica as well, the Florida Keys, Key West, Philadelphia, Cheap Air a uh, variety of hotels as well across North America. What's been the most rewarding part and inspirational part of your job? Let's start out with the positives before I ask you about the challenges.
1: I like that. I like that. Good I news th- first. I think it's just getting the different perspectives uh, and, and whether it's cultural or just, just the way things are handled locally. Like you mentioned Dominica in the Caribbean, it's the nature island. It's Dominica, if I could give you the elevator pitch – Mm -hmm. It's what the Caribbean was 40 years ago. It's the land that time forgot in a positive way because they literally have, it's all about the nature. It's not overdeveloped, not overrun with chains. Yes, there's a KFC there, but that's one of the few things, right? right? And it's just, it's amazing just to see, to be in that culture because you sort of take a step back and say, you know what? That rat race life doesn't mean anything outside of this bubble that we're in. and and it's crazy and it's wherever you go like when i work in new york it's a faster pace you know and and it's and you go to philadelphia and you find a different people and how you speak and and how you just you know interact with people even on the street here it's like you bump into someone and you apologize to them right Right. in other parts it's very different so yeah it's, it's just i think the rewarding part is just meeting people you know being blessed to be able to work like that and have that opportunity i need to be thankful because we take so much for granted and and nowadays like you miss those things that we've taken granted for and i think it's very important to know that we got to be humble and we need to be thankful and we need to remember that you know this could all change in a day as we've seen lately like the things can change fast
0: right that said what inspires you these days what have you been inspired by over the past three four months in in arguably the most challenging time in our in our time
1: question great question and I think the inspiration, I have to try to bring it down on, I mean, obviously, what inspires me? It's like I have a two year old son. So mm-hmm. to that's that's like a rock of inspiration there that's always like, you know what? Because he it's I think of my future, but I think about his future more. And I put into perspective like the building blocks that I put today, I want him to be able to use as stepping stones for a better future. And the in terms of inspiration, it's it's knowing that this is an uphill battle. It's like, the comeback is going to be greater than the setback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's those words that I sometimes repeat to myself. And it's like, when things come back, it's like that giant, that world engine machine that's going to ramp back up again. And we're going to be rocking and rolling. Things will be a little different, but eventually there will come a time where things will get back to some normalcy. And we're all going to look back on this and say, wow, that was a, that was a, a setback that we were able to use to recharge ourselves. Mm-hmm. And look, and I, and that's another thing I want to say, this is the time to recharge ourselves. Like, I know it's a, it's a, there's depressing moments to it, but let's think about it. We were all at some point living a rat race life, doing rat race things, we, ha- we didn't have time. We did not have time. And now we have more time. Mind you, we have less time for certain other things, but we have a little bit more time. We're not traveling as much. I don't travel to an office anymore. I don't have to be in that traffic rat race. I don't have to do other things. I don't have to worry about going to an airport three hours early at the moment. You know, there's, there's other things that you look at that, that have helped us in ways, and have changed. So again, it's you look at those little pockets of inspiration, because for everybody, it's going to be something different. But know that there's that little piece of inspiration that's gonna that's gonna keep you going. That
0: said, Jerry, what's what's been the most challenging part of your job on a good day? And talk about the challenges that you've had to go through over the past few months. Um, You know, how has the Coronavirus impacted your promotion focus um, on destinations and experiences on a worldwide level?
1: Great question, Um, and this is something that, and I'm gonna use travel as a focal point for this because even though every industry has been affected, this one has been affected to the extreme. So I'm gonna give you an example here, and I'm gonna use Dominica again. Sorry to to play favorites, but I'm gonna use Dominica because there's a great example. It's not not an easy destination to get to because you have to connect, and it's in the Caribbean. And I mean in in that positive way. Now here's the thing, pre-COVID, I would have a difficult time speaking to people because some people are not familiar with Dominica. They 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 mix it up with the Dominican Republic. So I'm trying to explain the Caribbean to them and show photos face to face, like we're actually physically you know somewhere at a trade show or at an event. And I, I could show them like a VR tour headset. So there's my energy, you know, from me being next to them, giving them information. That was already limiting, if you understand, because mm-hmm. Well, I'm not in the island. I can't. I, I can't get a feel for it. I'm just gonna have to take your words and your face value and look at your fancy photos. Now imagine today, we're taking a step back further. I have no physical contact with someone. You can't feel that energy. Mm-hmm. I'm emailing and doing a virtual call. It's a. It's like a further wall of uncertainty. Like
0: and sales. It's a further yeah. wall of 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 sale.
1: That's that's exactly it. And and it's another barrier. I want to call it because it's like, nah, I'm not up for the call. When, it, when you see someone face-to-face, it's like, okay, I can't avoid this guy. He's right in front of me, right? So that's been a challenge for travel people because it's all online now. And there's, don't get me wrong, there's great tools out there. Like there are, you know, like Winged Whale Media, I want to give a shout out. They do like 3D tours of of, of destinations with writing and, and, and you sort of have like an overlay of like t- of text and a script mm-hmm. that's being spoken. So you get a feel for it. But Nothing beats physically being there or being in person and getting to shake someone's hand or hug them or do something just to say, hey, this is how excited we are. Feel this energy of this destination. Or or sip this cocktail that I've made for you or the food, local indigenous food. We can't do that. I could ship you a box, but it's going to take a while. It loses that personal touch. That's what's key.
0: And that's just getting people on the idea of perhaps contemplating maybe the, the idea of going there much less now talk, talking about you know, safety precautions. I'm not hopping on a plane. I don't know yeah. if I'm going to feel safe in you know, seat 36C. I don't know if I have to connect. I don't know what the quarantine is. I don't know what... Like, that's got to be another barrier, another 10 layers of barrier, I'm sure.
1: You're correct. You're correct. Right? And, and there's some places that people don't want to go to. If there's a hot spot right now of, of, and, there, and a surge then people are like, well, I need to avoid that spot. And if you have a connecting flight, think about that. I have to get off a plane and get on another plane. That's too plane concerns right so yeah i think there's a lot of things right now and it's funny you you mentioned the c seat Mm -hmm. i was thinking the b seat because it's the middle seat right Right. that's the one that people are worried about more than a and b because a it's like i'm gonna go like this towards the window and c i'm gonna go like this towards the aisle (laughs) B is like i'm looking up
0: but what i want to ask you is from the other side so dominica right it's how are how are people coping down there because you have your ear to the ground with locals there so how, how is the situation affecting locals there because of what's happening, because people are hesitant to travel, because maybe people are hesitant to travel to someplace they don't know and are not, you know, not open to taking that risk of traveling somewhere new? How are people there coping?
1: Dominica is in an interesting place where I'll give you a little sort of uh, snapshot. They had 16 to 18 cases overall zero deaths. Right. So again, remember this is a nature Island. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of space and there's nature and that, that actually helped in this instance. So they've had low cases, they're doing well. That doesn't mean they're taking it easy. Like everyone else, they're trying to meet all the safety precautions, checking temperature, all the hotels and accommodations have to get like a new certification. That's it's sort of like your safety certification that, yep, you've gone through the process to make sure that extra touch of cleaning and for safety is there. And they're taking it like everyone else day by day, because just because they're doing, they're in a good place. It doesn't mean that everyone's going to flock there because the mode of transportation is not there. Right. Right. That's that barrier again. It's like, I'd love to go, but I can't get there now because our borders closed or something else. But but again, they're taking all the precautions, they've had low cases, they're taking precautions, they're doing their due diligence, they're being safe for all visitors that arrive. And that's all they can do at the moment. Right. It's just full transparency nowadays. People have to be transparent and say, look, we have a case, people can't come here. Or we're gonna do these safety precautions and you gotta follow them. And we got to, we got to meet halfway. We, cause at the end of the day, we're all in this together. It's not affecting one part. It's affecting every part. Right. And it doesn't matter where you, what destination you're talking about. Everybody is affected.
0: Right. Well, we talked about New York. We talked about Philly, uh, the States in general, not to get too political and not to put you on the spot, but has the States, has the States taken a big hit with respect to international travelers wanting to go to the U S when things get better? And if so, like if if it's taken a hit, in your opinion, because it's a loaded question, how does, how does the states potentially recover its image of being a safe haven for people to travel to as far as a tourism and travel experiences kind of sphere goes?
1: Mm-hmm. And so in that respect, what's interesting is that, so we here in Canada, we hear news about local things, right? and we're we we have to cover canadian news because that's our that's our content we have to cover that we hear us things but what i'm finding and and this is from me personally i'm speaking of not everybody Mm -hmm. and it's because i have connections and work and clients in the us and, and abroad but in speaking to the people of the us when i call them and say i heard about this or i i saw this in the news they have a different perspective there and just as canadians have a local we we drill down in terms of local regional coverage. They have more regional coverage that we don't hear about there. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of positivity coming out there as well. Like there's the growth of PPE, the personal protective equipment Mm -hmm. and the growth of, a growth of campaigns where people are helping hospitals and people and communities. And there might be hotspots in certain areas that Again, from a media perspective, nothing against the media because you're you're a media guy too. And it's like sometimes you got to get those clicks and, and the hard-hitting story hits with a few key words. But when you really drill down, there's some positives in there. Yes, our case is going up. Yes, in the US, we're seeing that. But there's some pockets of they're still doing precautions. They're closing. They're in phases. So you're right that maybe the perception from a person or two from the States kind of is like a stigma. But- It's going to grow because we as Canadians, we're snowbirds. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, the baby boomers, I think about them, they can't wait to get out of here in December, Mm -hmm. in January. And if it takes that long, just because if it's a safety thing, that's fine. But people are going to want to go. And whether they drive in their car because they feel safe in their car and they drive to Florida and New York and Arizona and Phoenix and California, that's fine. But they're going to go. They're gonna go back because they have homes there. That's the other thing; they have homes there. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "I." It's like a cottage. It's like, how am I not gonna use that when in a Canadian winter when it's cold here? Like, come on, we have to balance that out. They're thinking to themselves, "Right." So I think, like any place, it's just it's gonna change. People are gonna see the positives, and it's gonna get back to some some measure of people going back. And once the borders open, that's gonna help as well. Because here's the other thing: you hear the borders closed so nobody can travel flight-wise, right? Cruise, mm-hmm. same thing. But have we heard in the news, no one's saying anything about hotels. I don't know if you've noticed this, but mm-hmm. no one is going out there saying like, no Trudeau or Ford is saying, hey guys, it's okay to go to a hotel in your region. Mm-hmm. Because people are, but believe it or not, people think, well hotels are lumped into you can't travel. But that's not true. Right? Hotels are doing cleaning protocols all throughout Ontario and throughout Canada why shouldn't we stay at a hotel it's, it's just again it's the stigma right a stigma the borders closed we can't travel flight or cruise or or car wise so we can't go anywhere well no that's not true hotels are actually initiating this and they have great packages out there so there's a lot of hotels so you could think hey i'm gonna drive eight hours somewhere locally whether it's sudbury whether i'm gonna go to um i'm trying to think um milton you're gonna go anywhere you can go away and stay in a local hotel. Obviously you want to call and and take a precaution, but you got to think there's like some things that aren't being covered, right? Mm -hmm. That it's safe to do. So again, in a nutshell, just to wrap up your question, it's like, yeah, it's something that they're going to have to work through and it's just going to have to be proper media updates and we have to educate ourselves as well you can't take a quick news bite you can't take one news source and just accept that you have to read up on it and say okay i'm going to do my due diligence right we
0: don't explore our own we are now we don't explore our own country as much as we probably should and we probably should have for years and it's always a surprising thing for a lot of people to find out information about hamilton for example or sudbury or Sault Ste. marie or quebec city that's like well i never knew that of course not because we, we either don't promote or you don't care to find out uh, exactly, and of course, there's many it, other reasons, but
1: it goes back to my earlier thing as well. We talked about this is that you, you kind of take advantage of the of the ease that we have. Mm-hmm. Like we could I could before COVID, it was like there were there were flights to Italy for like $300. Like you could get deals like this. It's like, that's not bad. I'm going to go. You're right. Now it's like none of us thought I'm going to go somewhere local. We didn't think that, unfortunately, because we had so many options right now, You still have options, but they're more regional and limited. So why not take advantage of them? Stay in that hotel. Go go to get takeout from that one place where you're like, we're so multicultural here. It's like, come on. I want to spin a wheel and say, what are we having tonight? We're having Peruvian food. We're having Greek food. Shout out to Greek tours. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. I hear you. But when that flight to Rome is $500 cheaper than that flight to Vancouver, of course you're going to go to Rome. And then exactly. you'll spend that money in Rome to, to eat amazing food, to go to an amazing yeah. hotel. You'll spend that money, but I'll, I'm in Rome. No offense to Vancouver. I love Vancouver. But if it's cheaper to go to Rome, of course I'm going to Rome. Exactly.
1: And that's what it is, especially if there's multiple people. If there's two or three or you or even four, you're right. Nothing against Vancouver or the airlines. That's just the pricing. It's expensive to go to Vancouver from Ontario. That's just the nature of the beast. Right. But you're right. It's like, well, I could take that money and I could save a little bit more and go somewhere where there's a little bit more international culture, you know, and again, not, not saying Vancouver not cultural, but it's just, yeah, you're getting that variety and, and it's further away. So right. again, we had a lot of options and now being tighter, we need to think about our options here and use those to the best of our Advantage,
0: yeah, and our backyard's awesome and, and it's beautiful and it's delicious, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's believed that even planning a trip boosts mood, Jerry. Are you finding yourself reminiscing about travel, even kind of emotional traveling? Are you doing any of that these days?
1: 100, and you know, I love, <laughs> I love to eat and I love food. I love shrimp. no way, <laughs> no way. What new breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> right (laughs) what I do is I reminisce about the meals because I'll look on Facebook memories and I'll be like oh my gosh I ate that last year in that awesome atmosphere in that wicked destination I miss that and and you it's hard not to think that and said oh my gosh I stayed at that hotel and it's the little things that you again again you take advantage of you forget it's like I stayed at that hotel and there was an awesome buffet for breakfast it was like oh my gosh that's gonna change now the whole perspective of it changes so it's like Yeah. You know what? It's like, we had it good. Like you think back and at the time you may have thought "Eh, it was okay, but hindsight, it was good. It was good. And, and we all do that, right? It's, it's that couch, it's that couch traveling, the couch memories. You sort of think back and like, oh, that was a fun trip. You forget about the little nitpicks, right? Like the my baggage didn't get there on time or <laughs> there was a delay of 40 minutes. But right. at the end of the day, it was like, oh, I was an overall good experience. Right. Totally, yeah. I think that's what also drives me too. An earlier question, that inspiration. You remember the good times and you want to go back to those good times. And that's right. what's going to be your inspiration. That carrot at the end. Right.
0: Well, how do you, you know, how do you immerse yourself in an experience? How do you feel the moment on a trip? Personally speaking, do you kind of sit in the chair, look around, take a breath? Do you, um, do you taste every flavor of the shrimp? Do you, what do you do to immerse yourself in a moment? And, and, and it's a heavy, again, it's a loaded question. But personally, I'll give you an example. I'll, like if I'm in the ocean, for example, I'll just look around and I'll look at the different shades of blue. I'll put my eyes right along kind of water level. And I'll just kind of make sure that I'm looking at every kind of shade of the turquoise or I'll, I'll taste something. And I'll just like, I'll make sure that I'm, I'm having this meal and it's awesome. And look at the surroundings. How do you immerse yourself in a moment?
1: Oh I like that. I like that. And I, again, we've all traveled a lot. I don't want to say I've traveled more than you, but it's funny how everyone has a different method. So for me, because I do a lot of group tours and I'll take a lot of people on trips, media, age travel agents, I get to travel myself, but it's usually for meetings. What I need to do, I basically have to take myself out of the, off the beaten path, basically. So if I have a trip that I'm going on, and I'm going to use like the Florida Keys as an example. So what I do with the Florida Keys is I rent, believe it or not, I rent a motorcycle or a scooter. And I actually go riding around. But okay. I, I don't go like, you know, 3 p.m. when there's a lot of people. I'll go like at 11 p.m. I'll go at 6 a.m. in the morning when the sun rises. And it's like, it's me and just the regular people. It's not the showy stores or anything like that. It's just regular community people there. I feel like I'm a person in the community there. Because when you travel, you'll get up at like 9:10, you'll have breakfast, you'll go out during the honeymoon hours. I call it honeymoon hours because that's what everyone's like, hey, we're here, we're here to sell, we're here to show, the attractions, the fun. But you got to go in the off hours because how are those same spots at night and early morning when they're getting ready. You become like a regular community person. And that's what I want to feel. And I, and I go in paths where the homes are. And I sort of look at the homes and I see how people are chilling outside. And in Key West, there's like a rooster outside. And I'm like, this is awesome. And there's like, and also the local spots. Yes, we go to the great restaurants, but I want to go to that hole in the wall, which is just, it's a, it's a favorite local haunt. And it's like, they got the best coffee, or they got the best ice cappuccino, or they got the best ice cream, or the best shrimp. I'm like, I want to know that. That's, that, to me, is like off the beaten path, and it's just different. So I try to do that as much as possible. I do it in Dominica, even in New York. And I know some people are like, you just walk around New York, aren't you scared? I'm like, no, New York's, New York's pretty safe. you got to be surprised. Like, it's really safe now. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's great. And I just, honestly, I just like, walk, at night, I'll just walk with people. I'll walk to Times Square. And you just get to immerse yourself with the people yelling in the street, the cabs, honking, just everything. So, and that's my little personal thing that I like to do there.
0: That's awesome. I don't, I, I, there's so much there that I could say. (laughs) We don't have, we don't have enough time. (laughs) We need a part two. We need a part two. Oh my God. (laughs) Man, from like West 78th Street, I think I remember, West 80th, all the way down to pretty much Battery Park, I walk. And it was like, there was no fear. <laughs> there was none. I had more people talking to me walking down Broadway than I've ever had in my life walking down young street. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And it's, it's so, anyway, there's so much energy. Anyway, there's, there's so much to be said. There's so yeah, much yeah. to be said, but you mentioned earlier about people reinventing themselves and kind of uh, taking the time. This is the time, right? And for those people who have been uh, in an office job, for example, or just general, a job that they, they dislike and they kind of uh, see this as an opportunity to reinvent themselves, what do you tell people now who are looking to get into the travel industry, doing what you do or doing what I do with media and content creation, especially now in an industry that is so much more volatile and unpredictable?
1: That, the good thing about that is, if someone were to say today, that they were formally, I'm gonna use an example, like a florist. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what, I've always loved travel. I wanna be a travel agent. i want to work as a travel agent or in the travel industry as a tour operator. I would wholeheartedly welcome it just because they would be bringing a fresh perspective to everything. They're coming in mid post COVID is what I'm trying to say. They're coming in at a time where everything's different. The blackboard has been erased. Mm -hmm. The formulas, everything that we've done before, is erased. We need to start from scratch. They're coming in at the ground floor. They're going to bring a fresh perspective and say, this is what I'm hearing in the street. And it goes back to what I was saying about off the beaten path. I like thinking outside the box. I like getting someone that's a florist and saying, how would you approach this as a florist? What would you do? Because I could get a travel person and no offense in what I'm saying, but we all have, it's a tool belt that we have. And it's the same tool belt. Yes, some things people do things differently, but we have the same perspectives on this because we've been in the industry. We're so attached to it. Someone coming in fresh is going to give us that perspective like, well, have you guys thought about this? That's what's key. So, and and that goes for every industry, not just travel. If someone wants to go from here and work at a charity or work in film or even go back to being a florist, like they want to go and be a florist. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to do it because guess what? perspectives have changed, formulas, traditions have changed and fresh thinking is, needs to be admired now because we right. need to think in a different limelight. I can't, think of this, I can't look through the same lenses and think everything's going to be the exact same. It's not. So we got to pivot. We have to re- rejuvenate. We have to reinvigorate. Whatever we got to do, we just got to do it. And, and again, it's got to be welcomed is what's key.
0: How's this for a pivot? That's Jerry giving advice. How about Jerry taking advice? What's the best travel advice you've gotten over the years, and what do you hope to take away from every trip that you go on, be it personal or professional?
1: Let's go two parts. So the first part, yeah, the best advice I ever received on a trip. It's interesting. I told you about the off the beaten path thing I like to do, but there's times where we have a schedule, unfortunately, and it's because we're trying to cram in as much as possible within the four or five days, and it's funny, the the best advice I was rushing one day um, to eat a meal, and, and this is the funniest thing, the person didn't know me, but they said, hey man, you need to like stop and enjoy the waves. And I laughed because I was like, well, they don't know me because I like to do this off the beaten path thing, but in a way they were right. And and it go it's, it's something I said earlier about, we forget that there's different cultures, there's different perspectives, the rat race changes, the mentality changes. So even though you could be regimented with time, you need to think it's like, hey, it's like island time. It's like there's a different time. There's, there's a different perspective. There's siesta time where they rest midday. You need to, you need to factor that in. You can't bring your, your, your history and your culture into someone else's because it's a clash. So you need to like stop and, and enjoy the waves. And that's, that's everywhere you go. You need to take those five minutes, whether you go out on your own for a walk, eat a local dessert on your own, eat 50 shrimps, whatever you got to do. <laughs> And you need to, you need to just do that and soak it up because at the end of the day, when you come back and someone asks you from your friend circle or your family circle, how was that trip? You could tell them about the regimented time that you had to go here, here, here. But what you're really gonna pour over is that time you did that, you know what, I walked to this awesome place and there was this gelato or there was this this dessert, there was this key lime pie, there was something. That's what you're gonna pour over in terms of details. And I recommend you do that. Just stop and enjoy the waves. I, I have to take away perspective. So when I go to the Caribbean, there's a different perspective there. I could say, we got to do this, 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 this is like, okay, it's a different format, a different perspective there. I, I try to change with everywhere I go. I try to bring a little bit of that into me and just help me with my future work and my future travels and my future perspective towards things as well. Because I could tell, I could, when I go to a place, my mentality is I'm a Canadian coming there right? Because I'm here in Canada all the time. I live here. But when you're there, you're, yes, you're a tourist, but you need to think like you're a family and a visitor. You need to respect it and you need to be mindful of the people there, right? You can't, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cross in front of cars because I'm from a different place. So I'm above it all. You're not. We're all in the same boat because they could come here and treat us the same way. We need to be respectful of everything.
0: Well, there's, you work with a lot of influencers and it's, it's a nice segue into my next question. There's, there's something to be said about influencers and, and, you know, high numbers, social media wise and, and, uh, and and engagement and followership, et cetera, et cetera. But do you think there should be kind of a a redefinition of what an influencer is? And I'm going somewhere with that. Should it, there's been so many selfie sticks there's been so much i'm going to take a photo i'm going to look at the photo i look great or i look bad i'm going to take another 50 photos and i'm going to see if i look great and then i'll move on i don't look at what i'm taking a photo of sure. i don't i don't i don't taste the food i'm i'm eating all because of that photo because i have to get it up on social and i have to let my followers see what i'm doing should we re- should we redefine what an influencer is to make sure that the people that you're bringing on these on these trips are actually there humbly respectfully uh, with a lot more perspective and appreciative of not only the experience, but the culture, they're kind of getting, the, getting themselves ready to immerse themselves in. Uh,
1: you're actually, you're actually right on that. Um, the whole perspective on influencers and you're right. I've worked with many over the years and I continue to. And the one thing I tell a lot of people, and you'll know this as well, when we started talking is I, I tell people flat out, it's like numbers, numbers don't mean anything to me unfortunately, because no offense, but you could fudge numbers. Numbers could be fudged. There's so many cases out there and, and there's systems that are trying to catch people that buy followers. So you could buy people that that's what happens. So the big thing is I look at what are they about? What What's the engagement like? What are they, what are they talking about? Because if it's like, if it's, if it's just a picture of them in the shot, what are you talking about the destination? (laughs) And again, my job to promote a destination. And if you only take a picture of yourself and in the photo, it's 80% you and 20% background destination. And the text has nothing to do with it aside from a hashtag, then there's no personal touch. There's no attachment to where you've traveled to. It's transactional. And sorry to be blunt, but that's what it comes down to. And it, it affects everything. It affects the, the mood, the relationship, the, the entire discussion. And, and I'm gonna use an example, I, your posts, you did a post where I believe you were in Greece, in Athens, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And there was a few where, for example, you said, I, I saw so many great things, but it was this woman sitting on the street selling clothing yeah that, that was Belgrade. That was in was like, Belgrade. Sorry, thank you for that. yeah. and And there's another one. It might have been in Belgrade as well, where you were looking for directions, and this woman came out of her house to help you. That was and that was Rhodes. When, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. when, when you came back, this woman was waiting for you. This post you did, when I read those two, it meant more to me than so many things because it talks about the locals, the culture. The perspective, and I mentioned it before, there's a thread throughout this entire hour. So I want people to watch this entire interview because there's right. a thread throughout right. it. Yeah. And it's you're you're picking up the local perspective. You're you're traveling there like a family member because that's like a family post. Hey, this is my mother, and she waited for me for me to come down. Right. That's how you're treating it. And that to me, it's more emotional in the positive sense of the way. You're you're selling a feeling and a perspective. And and honestly you know there's different people and and all the power to them like everyone's got their own roadmap of how they want to present themselves but but I find that more and more and you see this as well there there's a whole thing about transparency nowadays things have gotten real and and I don't mean to be like joking like things have gotten real in the last five months Mm -hmm. not just from COVID but so many different movements and everything and we can't we can't have that false lens anymore because it's, it doesn't resonate anymore with people. People want reality. They're like, this is the cold, hard facts. We're in this together and we need to share reality. It's like, yeah, Hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, i do it myself where I basically, Hey, look at this great pizza I did because I, I'm just, I love food. Right. So I want to share that <laughs> right, stuff. Right. But at the same time, I don't want to go away from that, but I, I want to inject reality into this and say, Hey, look at this flower in the midst of all this, charcoal or whatever or dirt or anything just just something real and fun and, and uplifting right and, and i think that's i hope that answers your question but that's basically the, the way i look at it
0: yeah no well thank you thank you for uh first of all thank you for looking at my feed and <laughs> thank you for pointing that out i appreciate that because it's, sometimes it sometimes it gets overlooked but the thing yeah. is if you know if, if you're gonna brag about how you were standing in front of the eiffel tower and the eiffel tower is this small and you're like posing full-on camera <laughs> save yourself the time and save yourself the money and Photoshop the Eiffel tower behind you case closed and talk about how you were there.
1: (laughs) You know what? You brought up the Eiffel tower and I sorry to cut you off. No, it's all good. There's there's a great comparison post that I saw. So it was, it was, let's call it influencer a. Okay. And they did a perspective with the Eiffel tower. Like you just said, they stood so far away from that, that they were literally like this, like, Hey, I got the Eiffel tower home on my hands. Right. But again, the Eiffel tower was 20% of the shot. Okay. Right. Mind you. There was another, sh- and there was another, and I was like, okay. At first you look at it, right? Because it's eyeballs. You look at it because it's a funny look, but you don't get drawn in. The other post in contrast, someone took a picture close up of the Eiffel tower of the metal with the nuts, the bolts that yep. held it together. Yep. And it, and it was so close and it was, it was weathered. It was aged. But the writing, the writing, yeah, it was beautiful in that in that weird sense of the way. And believe it or not, the writing that the person wrote said, "Can you believe the steel bar has stood hundreds of years and has held millions of people?" That right there is something I will never forget. Right. And you, you see what I mean? Like when you think about it, you're like, "Wow, that steel bar did a lot." That right there was amazing. And and I, I gotta be honest, you could imagine. I'll, I'll ask you, who do you think got more? follows and likes
0: well the other one is very generic i would think it's like anybody could kick up the tower of pisa or hold the eiffel tower like that but to be able to slow down and stop emotionally mentally spiritually psychologically and think outside of the box of not just the biggest structure but the finer details of course i'm looking at i'm looking at influencer b you're you're actually you're actually humble enough to, to slow down and look at the finer details that's what that tells me
1: and believe it or not the influencer A got more for likes. Of
0: course it did because it's, it's, it's something uh, we could go on and on, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's no disrespect. No, it's, of course not. It just goes to show about the, the reality of it. It's like, we need to look at the reality and, and it, things that make you go, hmm. It's like, wow, you're right. That metal, when you look at it up close, it's scary because it's, it's big, but it's thin still, right? You're like, this has held millions of people right. and it's weather storms and, and disasters and everything. And yeah, it's, it's perspective right this what it comes down to, yeah
0: right? well rapid fire jerry to close it out i got 10 questions for you okay love it, love it. here we go lounging on a beach or climbing a mountain
1: mm-hmm. climbing a mountain
0: you're a big food lover no shrimpinator <laughs> yeah, <that's
1: laughs> is there name.
0: one de- oh, is there one destination that speaks to you on a culinary level
1: uh, the florida keys or seafood.
0: So, seafood seafood but florida keys some yes. of the best, right?
1: Yeah. Key lime was, pie is so much.
0: Oh, don't even, man. I'm, <laughs> I do interviews like this oh, starving. So by the time, anyway. <laughs> what was the last thing you cooked?
1: Um, hold on a sec. Because uh, I just made it last night. It was salmon with risotto. Ooh. And, and, a, and a side of mac and cheese because I also like mac and cheese.
0: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one. What was the last thing you painted?
1: Oh. This is interesting. Uh, an actual painting portrait. Yeah. It's not, it's not the one behind me. I okay, because that's one. lovely. But <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's actually every two years, quick thing, every two years I do something new and I paint it for two years. And I'm talking like it took me six to eight months. I'm going to actually email it to you. And maybe we'll do this again and I'll actually show the photo in it. Sure. It's actually a large photo with trees and leaves and it was, it's a relaxing setting. So I actually painted that with acrylics freehand. Didn't train anything, just did it because I wanted to learn it.
0: Wow. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> most inspirational travel experience you've had
1: um and you mean experience like um, so i'm going to tell you one thing um meeting a family
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hearing the story of how they do not have a fridge
0: mm-hmm.
1: they do not have a freezer they have basic cupboards and they don't they, sometimes they don't have uh, running water
0: mm-hmm.
1: And they basically eat every day, they eat for that day. And I don't know if there's a time limit on this, but the, um, at first I was like, so what do you do when you buy food, like bulk food and stuff like that? And I stopped myself because that's not how they live and they live day to day. And guess what? They're happy. They're not thinking like no offense. a lot of us we buy things in bulk and I'm a, I, I do this myself. I'm like, oh crap, I only have three boxes of this. I gotta buy two more. So I do that, but they live day to day and they're happy and it's a simple way of life and I hope I hope that answered the question, but that mm-hmm. is like inspirational right there. It's like we need to take a, take a step back and, and be real and and just simplify things.
0: Yeah. It's very subjective, my man. So whatever inspires you is, is uh, no one can argue that that's subjective and that's lovely. Uh, typical day. Do you show people more pics of your last trip or your, or your boy?
1: You know what? Believe it or not, <laughs> more, more of my last trip and nothing against okay. my son. We've been so private with my son because we're, we're such a social community, all of us. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to take something that's very private. And I want to keep it that way, and that's why there are no pictures of my son online. I just want to keep that private until he's until he's of age where he wants to do that more. Like, I want to keep it that just for me and my wife, just sure. Yep.
0: Yeah. What irritates you more? Disrespectful tourists or flight delays? <laughs>
1: Wait a minute, the tourists that I'm bringing with me or the tourists <laughs> where I go, generally. Um...
0: <laughs> Maybe no names, by the way, obviously. <laughs> but if you know them. but generally, Disrespectful tourists, sorry? You mean
1: what do I hate more?
0: What do you hate more? Disrespectful tourists, generally speaking, or flight delays?
1: You know what? Disrespectful tourists, I'm going to say, because with flight delays, I can just go to the lounge and enjoy something more (laughs) and eat. Right.
0: Right. I know what you're going. there. I know where you're going. (laughs) What's on your road trip mixtape?
1: Oh, great. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, and I have been known, I'm going to share with you. I sing with every song that plays in the car.
0: Jerry so, Grime karaoke.
1: Jerry Gry karaoke. He is the karaoke gry. And <laughs> I got I sing every song and it doesn't matter if it's Adele or if it's little Wayne. If it is rock songs, it's everything. But again, because I'm, I feel like I'm a, I'm an eclectic mix of everything. It's that Gemini side of me. I have, I have different moods. So I'll listen to heavy metal. I'll listen to rock. I'll listen to R&B. I listen to rap. I listen, to, try to listen to like hip hop as much, just a balance of everything. And there's times where I'll put in classical music when it's just mm-hmm. it's soothing. So mm-hmm. honestly, it's it's a balance. But but I can tell you, the last song I was probably listening to was probably a Drake song. Okay. In, and it was the weekend as well, so I was right. listening to a lot of the weekend because it's kind of it's and soothing.
0: But you draw the line at Millie Vanilli.
1: No, I don't. Actually, really, 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 I don't. (laughs) Because they are a classic. Yes. In the days when lip lip syncing started, people people gave them hell, but look at it nowadays. So come on. Ahead of of the curve, man. 15, 20
0: years ahead of the curve. (laughs) Why why do you travel,
1: Jerry? Why do you travel? Uh, And you know what? It's not for work. It is for work, but I want to travel because I get it from my mom. My mom studied travel and tourism and hospitality. And my mom has a travel bug and she travels multiple times a year and God bless her for working hard and being able to have that um, availability to travel. And she treats every trip with like this amazing perspective of, and I make fun of her because it's like rose colored glasses. And I'm like, she goes there with a rose colored glasses. She wants to meet the locals and, and donate things. And I think that's great of her. And I, I think it's ingrained from a, from a generational thing where I, I've always wanted to travel and to get to do it for work is a huge benefit and bonus that I am truly uh, humbled and and thankful for because to be able to just do things that you like, it, it's just it's amazing. It doesn't become work. You see what I mean? It's a, yeah. it more of a fun thing,
0: right? My last question: yeah. Where do you feel your soul lives?
1: Oh, good. Oh, I like that. I like that. So, of all the trips I've done and. If for something about, I got to say, I don't know why, but there's something about Montreal. Hmm. And I have a little bit of French in my background. I, I'm going to confront with, with my family, but I know with my mom, there's a little bit of French in the background. Something about Montreal is such a draw. Whenever I go there, I feel as if I could live there. It could be a second home. And I feel like, you feel a connection is what I'm trying to say. Like You feel like this is very familiar. And like I've been here before and I've experienced this and, and I can easily immerse myself here. And again, it, because it's Canadian, it's, it's not that much of a stretch, but it just feels something about it feels right. And that's what it comes down to.
0: Jerry Grimek, uh, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, it, that's
1: it? No I, I want rapid uh, fire. <laughs> I love
0: this interview, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. It's the Fact Up podcast. You're Jerry Grimek. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was, it was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. And, and I, I love this. And definitely, we got to do this again. But I'm hoping to do this again in, in person, man.
1: Thank you, Jim. And if I could quickly tell you, listen, I've, I've kept in touch with you. We've talked over the years. You're an awesome guy. You do great work. Remember that. We Thank need you. to be thankful for things. And we need, to, we need to compliment people as well. Because that's been a lost art. And I want to say, good work on your Greek tours, uh, the food tours. Good work on the Fact Up podcast, everything you're doing. Keep on staying on the course. You're going to do great, man.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate those words and I appreciate the sentiments and Thanks. the emotions. I'm going to get emotional. I'm going to get emotional.
1: <laughs> You're like a brother, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man.
0: And and stay safe and take care of your family. And we'll, we'll do it again real soon. Hopefully too, in person.
1: Me, yes, please. Let's do it. Round two. More Round questions. Two. More food, more talk. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, my man. Thanks, bro. See you.